Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I guarantee you every single Christian in here knows somebody who once had a passion for God, but they've drifted. They're no longer even in church. How did it happen? The light became darkness because they got out of their regular routine of meeting with God. They had no accountability in their life, nobody to say, whoa, whoa. You say, well, I'm a mature Christian, I don't need that. Yes, you do. Losing focus on the kingdom of God is a danger that each and every one of us faces on a daily basis. Whether it's a shift in career, chaos in the family, or a constant barrage of attacks from the enemy, each of us can face this reality at some point. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark reflects on this reality that isn't as rare as we may think. In our study, we learn how our zeal for God can slowly trickle to a halt and we no longer pursue the kingdom daily. As Pastor Mark teaches us, the best way to guard against this is through prayer, fellowship, and daily devotions. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, It's Time to Refocus. Maybe you're not a Christian this morning and you're going, what is all this stuff about giving your life to God and the Bible and serving God and tithes? You mean you give 10% to God? I don't get it. It's fuzzy to me. Well, that's what the Bible says. You see, the spiritual things an unbeliever doesn't get. It's not that they're stupid. They don't have spiritual sense. The Spirit of God doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to them. It's all fuzzy. But for Christians, it's the same. We easily can get out of focus. As you look at that, think of that. What Jesus is saying is, if your eye is healthy and your heart is healthy, it's going to be about light. And light is about God. Darkness is about Satan. So what Satan tries to do is just keep us from thinking about, well, heavenly things. He he, he thinks we can just kind of focus on down here and everything's going to be right, but that's not true. We have to have clear vision. Now, what brings us as Christians, those of us that are Christians, what brings it, just like glasses, when I put my glasses on it, it brings the, the page in front of me into focus. I can read it now. It makes sense. What does that spiritually for us? First thing you want to write is this. Reading and obeying the Bible allows us to refocus on a daily basis. You see, what has happened in the last hour here? Well, most of us this week, we have to be honest, 
Most of us this week haven't thought too much about heaven. You probably haven't thought about your death. You haven't really thought about, well, in a few years I'll be gone. See, all our focus is on here. And this, again, not bad, this is where we live. And Satan goes right on. But this morning, well, you've had to think about some other things. I've talked to you about life and death and heaven and the end of your life. And what's in? What am I storing up there? You haven't thought about that all week. But see, the Bible has caused you to think about it. See, Satan wants to keep our focus not on the spiritual things, but on this world. Why, so you'll understand, why don't we allow people just to walk up and down the aisles during our service? Because when they walk up and down the aisles, where's your focus? It's on them, and now you're not hearing the very truth that I'm giving you. What if your cell phone goes off? Why don't we ask people to turn their cell phones off? Lord, help you if it goes off this morning. Why do we ask you to do that? Because if we go, somebody, everybody turns to look. And while I'm teaching the word of God, Satan is what? Distracted you from the truth. Understand what Satan tried to do at the beginning of this service. Make this like a little church in India. You say, well, Satan doesn't have anything to do with all that. Oh, yes, he does. By the way, it feels pretty cool right at the moment, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It doesn't matter if it did or not. And now that it feels cool, I'm going to go longer. No, I won't either. I'll be fine. But you understand, when you get in the Word of God, you're forced to think about more than here. The minute you leave this place, here, eternal things go somewhere else. And I'm back to facing the world. I wrote this. The Bible reminds me that wealth doesn't bring happiness or satisfaction. Do you know the Bible says, life does not consist in the abundance of things. We have many wonderful people that have lots of stuff here, and it's good, and we love it all. It doesn't bring happiness. When I read the Bible, it reminds me that without God, life without God, there's no purpose. There's just no purpose. When I read the Bible, it reminds me of the shortness of life. When I read the Bible, it helps me to see that I'll live somewhere forever. So... Let me ask you this morning, you reading the Bible? You into the Bible? Do you study the Bible? Not just Sundays, because during the week you need it. We have a devotional page. Don't miss next week. We'll have our new website up. We're going to give you an illustration on the website. It's incredible. You're going to be able to see all of our services with the DVD and everything right online. It's going to be incredible. Those of you that know about podcasting, that's coming shortly. Those of you that don't, doesn't matter. Neat stuff's happening. Don't miss it. And don't miss September 11th. That weekend, I got an incredible video to show you. You see, six days a week, we have a devotional for you on the web where you can get into the Word of God. And just in a few minutes in the morning, well, well let, me just, let me just read you. I just opened it. Yeah, maybe this is my devotional for tomorrow. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it was not so, I would have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back to take you to be with me where you'll be. And you know the place where I'm going. See, that little verse reminds me of what? Mims? <laughs> oh, reminds me of heaven. And that 
God is not a liar. He's coming back for me. It gives me an eternal perspective. That's why Satan wants to keep you out of the word. Do you realize how many churches will not teach the word? And when the word is not taught, all you hear is how you can be happy. The prosperity doctrine. It's destructive. What else keeps me focused? What else brings light to me? Number two, being in a small group, having an accountability partner allows us to refocus. You see, having somebody, being in a small group, where somebody during the week says to you, what did God teach you this week? Well, God didn't teach me anything. I haven't had time to even be in anything. What? Well, let's study this this morning. Okay. And at least today I'm refocused. I'm storing treasure in heaven. My priorities are right. Without a small group, it doesn't happen. This morning you can sign up for a men's, a ladies, a couple's small group. We have more home groups starting all the time. We're going to have more and more home groups because we don't have any room anymore here on campus. So we're going to start a lot of home groups that meet twice a month. You'll see that. In fact, we're getting ready to start an Asian home group. We got all these Asian people, wonderful people. And I told them in all the services, they're going to have this introduction kind of meeting where they're going to do all kinds of food. Whoever you are, invite me. (laughs) Some privileges to being a pastor. I love Asian food. I love it for lots of reasons, but one reason is they never serve liver. Hallelujah. (laughs) You say, you mean a small group? Meeting with somebody, that'll help me keep me straight? Absolutely. I talk to a pastor, a friend of mine, every week. It keeps me straight. I was listening to Raul Reese, who's a pastor of a Calvary Chapel out in uh, West Covina kind of area in California. He said a number of years ago he went surfing. And he went for a few hours and he drove to the parking lot, went to the lifeguard station, said, I want to leave my keys here because I'm sure I'll lose them while I'm surfing. So he left his keys there. Went surfing for a couple hours, had a great time, came out of the water, went to the lifeguard station, said to the lifeguard, I'd like to have my keys back now, I'm done, I want to go to my car. The lifeguard said, what keys? So being in California, Raul Reese, Spanish guy goes, oh great, the lifeguard has buddies, he's called them, they've taken my car, it's probably already chopped down, it's probably nothing left for me. He goes, that was a stupid thing to do, leaving with a guy I don't know. Well, anyway, went outside the lifeguard stand. He's looking in the sand. He can't find it. He said, phooey. So he went off into the parking lot. He's over in this parking lot. Lifeguard stands over here, and he's, he's looking and looking and looking and looking, and he's walking and walking. Oh, I can't find it anywhere. Suddenly, he sees his car. It is there. And then it hit him. His car was about half mile from the lifeguard station. He had gone to the wrong lifeguard station. (laughs) While he'd been surfing, he was drifting. It didn't happen like that. He was drifting. I want to ask you to raise your hands. I guarantee you every single Christian in here knows somebody who once had a passion for God but they've drifted. They're no longer even in church. How did it happen? The light became darkness because they got out of their regular routine and meeting with God. 
They had no accountability in their life. Nobody to say, whoa, whoa. You say, well, I'm a mature Christian. I don't need that. Yes, you do. I've been a Christian over 55 years. I still need it. Of course, my wife is my number one accountability partner. That's a good thing. So this morning, think about that. If nothing changes, nothing changes. When you leave, sign up. Get in one. Well, Pastor Mark, it's not really a priority. It needs to be. Jesus said, if you're not careful, the light will become darkness. Colossians 3.16 says it like this. Let the words of Christ in all their riches live in your hearts and make you wise. Be heavenly minded. Not weird, but be heavenly minded while living on this earth. What has the word of God done for us this morning? We've read the scriptures. We've read the teaching of Jesus Christ, not Mark Balmer. What has it done? It's made me wise. It's gone to my heart. It's reminded me what's important. My kids are important. My family's important. This church is important. The youth are important. The kids are important. I had a teenager stop me after the service last night, and he says, thank you for caring for us. Awesome. I've been reminded of heaven this morning. The, the words of Christ are making me wise, so I store treasure in heaven. Question number three. Whom are you serving? Whom are you serving 24-7? Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. Some of your translations be mammon or money. It can mean anything that comes between us. I want to show you a couple oxymorons. This is what Jesus is talking about. You know, an oxymoron is something like a large shrimp. It just doesn't make sense. An oxymoron. Here's an oxymoron that doesn't make sense. A part-time Christian? A part-time disciple? Jesus said, you have to leave all and follow me. You see, Satan will say, well, you don't really have to do this. Just kind of have a little bit of Christianity. That's all you really need. In fact, unfocused vision deceives us into thinking we can live in two worlds at the same time. We can serve two masters. You see, a lot of you today, here, here's what happened. Well, I can balance God, and I can balance the world. I can do it, I can do it just fine. I can serve God, and I can serve Satan. There's no problem. I can do both. I can, I can serve myself, and I can serve God. No, 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 no. You're totally wrong. Jesus said no man can serve two masters. Impossible. It's not 80-20. It's not 50-50. It's not 70-30. It's 100 or 0. You mean Jesus said that? Yes, Jesus said that. You can't play with the world, and you can't play with God on the weekend. It will never work. There's no such thing as a part-time Christian. Some of you will never make it to heaven. And the reason you'll never make it to heaven is not because God's grace isn't sufficient. It's because you've never been saved. You accept him as your savior, but the Lord part is later. We never see that in scripture. In fact, the Greek word right here for masters is kurios, Lord and master. Can you imagine saying to your master, no, maybe once. It doesn't make sense. No, Lord. But that's the way we live life. So Jesus says to his disciples, because one day Peter said, I've left all to follow you. And Jesus said, yes. Next. Given. No kidding. Where are you this morning? 
Will you be in heaven? You see, it's just plain. It's not complicated. This is the question Jesus is asking his disciples. This is the question Jesus is asking you. So here's a statement you need to write and understand. It's very scriptural. What Jesus was saying is this. God claims total ownership of his followers. You can't be part-time. You can't be a a horrible person in your home with your kids and your husband and your wife screaming and ranting and raving and treating them poorly or whatever, treating your employees poorly, and yet come here and teach Sunday school and go, hey, everything's cool. Wrong. You can't be hypocrites. God knows, well, I've got everybody fooled. Yes, you do, but the one person that's not fooled is God. Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians 6, don't you know your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. This is not, you're not going to heaven because of a membership. In First Baptist or the Covenant or the Catholic Church or Calvary Chapel, you're not going to church because of a membership. You're going to church because Jesus Christ is your Lord. Remember what he says? We'll get to it later in Matthew 7. Many in that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? He said, I never knew you. Oxymoron, part-time disciple. No, no, no. Not perfect Christian, none of those in here, but a passion for following God and storing up treasure in heaven. The Apostle Paul said it like this, this one thing I do. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy golf. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy pro football, all the other kind of stuff, my wife and family and travel. I love to do all those things, but this one thing I do. And it's not because I pastor. I was exactly that way. When I was a director of pharmacy, when I was a kid in college, my heart was to have a passion to do, did I always do it? Absolutely not. But my heart always went back there. I learned it from my dad. I knew exactly what I needed to do. See, my dad and mom and brother in heaven today, why? He had a passion for the things of God. Do you have a passion? I want you to see this again. What we opened with, can you read the statement over the man's head? By the way, do you think that statement would be there today if we coined the coin today? No. Notice what it says. In God we trust. Well, God, I'll give you this, and I'll give you this, and I'll give this, but I can't give you marriage, can't give my boss, can't give this thing, can't do anything. Well, I can't trust you with that. What? In God we trust. Do you? Do you really trust him? Do you trust him with your whole life? When you and I look at that, understand this last statement. We were designed to serve God with our money, but we cannot serve God and money or anything else you want to put in there. God says, trust me with your life. Don't live a compromised life. You can't ride the fence. You can't serve two masters. You just can't do it. Not if. It's possible. You can't do it. It's impossible. And God designed the life of the Christian to be able to serve him fully because we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. It's not something I do in myself. It's something I do through the power of God. You see, the only way we can serve God is to be willing to swim against the tide of popular thought. And boy, do we have that even in the church. We must be different, but not odd. We must be assertive, but not aggressive. We must be strong and not pushy. We must be meek and not weak. We must be honest and truthful, but not unkind. I want you to see this picture, and then I'm going to close. Is there anything today keeping you from following Jesus Christ fully? Is there a person? 
Is there a relationship? Is there money? Remember how we started? We couldn't see Jesus because something blocked him. Anything blocking you this morning? Get rid of it. Move it away in priority. You'll see clearly. Now, Jesus asked us three questions. I'm going to respond with three commands. These are the last things you're right. Think about them this morning. Jesus said, where are you storing treasures in heaven? His first command is simply this. Store it in heaven. Are you? What do you have in heaven? His second question was really related to our vision, to see life more than just here, see the mountains and the sand and the beautiful palm trees, or if you watch the sunrise that came up this morning again, it was awesome. It's more than seeing that. It's having spiritual eyes. Where are they focusing? Not, not that I'm weird down here. All I can talk about is heaven. That's crazy. Jesus says, keep your vision focused on eternal values. When you leave this building this morning, the way you prove that is you sign up for a small group. You get on the devotional page. It's practical things. You get your tickets for Bible man, and you pray about inviting two of the kids in the neighborhood that don't know anything about God, and they go, wow, that's God? Terrific. It's getting to the contagious Christianity. For some of you this morning, it's being discipled. You don't know the very basics of Christianity. Don't be embarrassed. Sign up for this course. It's incredible. One-on-one. And the third question was, whom are you serving 24-7? Jesus makes this statement. Just serve God. It's the greatest lifestyle in the world. Make him your Lord and your master. You see, the Bible says if you try to gain your life, you lose it. But if you give it up, you gain it. Give it up this morning. Turn it over to him, Christian. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If something changes, something and everything can change. But it starts with you today. One more thing. Some of you are not Christians yet. The most important thing I talked about this morning is ourself. When you die, will you be in heaven? Why? The only answer is not a member of a church, not baptized as a kid, not taking communion. Only one reason. Because I've asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart, to make a commitment to him. Some of you have never done that. You will not be in heaven. The greatest treasure you have is you. Jesus Christ died for you. Second, remember the story about Raul and his surfing? He drifted. Some of you have drifted. And God's gone with the power of his word right to your heart. And see, you're over here, and God's over there. And you don't even have a relationship with him anymore. He says, come on home. I love you. I'll give you a new start. You come home this morning. Each of us have or will face a time in our walk with the Lord where our growth seems to be minimal at best. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us that if we're not careful, this can easily turn into a situation where we simply drift away altogether. In this edition of Lessons for Living, we learn the importance of staying strong in the faith through prayer, accountability, and daily devotion in our lives. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. 
In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. The Proverbs tell us that an anxious heart weighs a man down. Jesus also tells us that we're not to worry about what tomorrow may bring. In our next message entitled, Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing, Pastor Mark will teach us about the negative effects of worrying. In our study, we'll learn how our worry and anxiety can divide, distract, even cause mental and physical illness, none of which are the will of God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Yeah.